Let's go to work, bro. is the Workday Red Zone on the Ticket Radio Network. Here's your host, Kara Ritchie. Hello, friends. Hey, uh, how is everybody feeling? Hope you have shook off your food hangovers from Super Bowl Sunday. You got your game face on and you're ready to go for a couple of hours here on the Workday Red Zone. Thanks for tuning in with us today on the rate, the Ticket Radio Network. Coming at you from all across your radio and then online at 953theticket.com. If you want to shout at us today, well, first off, if you want to take us with you on the go, download the EAB Media Group app. Just look for that ticket logo. Click Listen Live. And then if you would like to shout at us as you are listening along, you can give us a ring on the Riot Fiber Hotline by Ritter Communications. That number is 870-930-3776. You can also reach out on social. Facebook.com slash The Ticket Radio is one place to find us on Twitter at Kara underscore Richie is another. And the hashtag to use for today and every day's question is WDRZ. I'm Kara Richie. I'm joined in studio today by producer Ryan James. Yeah, good to be here on a Monday. Did you have your good, uh, did you have a good Super Bowl Sunday? That wasn't too bad. Okay. No. All right. Good times, good times for everybody. Uh, fun game last night. We'll talk obviously a ton about it today, but we've also got some local stories uh, we will be touching base on between now and then. And of course, looking around locally, it was an Arkansas State sweep in Saturday's MAC SBC Challenge. Playing in Jonesboro, the A-State men's team shot a season best 63.8% and a 100-87 win over Ohio. Third time this season, the Red Wolves have eclipsed the century mark as they improved to 11-14 and overall. Five Red Wolves finished in double figure, figures, led by Taryn Todd. With 18 points. The A-State women's team also picked up a win. They were on the road though. Topping Akron by the final score of 81-67. to Izzy Higginbottom the leading score there. No shocker. She finished with 25 points. By the way she scored her 1,000th point as a Red Wolf. During that win. Elsewhere over the weekend. Arkansas back in the win column. They topped Georgia Saturday 78-75 at Bud Walton Arena. And of course the big story from the weekend. The Kansas City Chiefs. Are your Super Bowl champions. They won their second straight championship with a 25-22 overtime thriller uh, over the San Francisco 49ers. Patrick Mahomes, your MVP. Uh, Quick uh, scheduling note. Throughout the basketball season, of course, uh, East Arkansas Broadcasters brings you live with the Red Wolves. Uh, That's usually on Monday nights. This week, however, it is going to be on Tuesday night due to the Grand Slam Banquet taking place tonight. So just a heads up there. Again, that is tomorrow night at Lost Pizza on Southwest Drive. For today's com question, though, obviously wanted to touch base on the game last night, but not just the game part of it, because let's face it, at this point in time, the, the Super Bowl is about 
everything. It's about not just the game, but the overall entertainment quality of the event. And so I want to know today, from from the game to the commercials to the halftime show, what overall grade do you give this year's Super Bowl? And look, I'll let you know right right out of the gate. I I, I loved it. The question for me is is whether I'm going to throw out you know an A or an A plus because I I had a really good time watching the game and of course everything else that went along with it. I I always want to see a, a great Super Bowl and I know you do you guys do too as well and and not just because it's it's supposed to be uh, the best teams left standing at at the end of the season but that's the last football uh, we're going to see for a while and you kind of want something to tide you over until the fall or at least spring football or the draft or or until uh, football kind of ends, ends up back on the scene again, which I guess with spring football, it, it will again in about uh, six weeks or so, actually five weeks or so. But uh, but I think uh, the game itself certainly lived up to that last night. The way it ended uh, does kind of camouflage the fact that it wasn't actually a very good game <laughs> for a while. The first half... The first half was kind of boring. I credit Usher. I credit Usher for turning the whole thing around. He brought the energy at the half, and then we saw the we saw the uh, the team respond. Uh, both teams respond, particularly the Chiefs with a really good third quarter, and then the fourth quarter we saw both teams step up and, and make some big plays heading into overtime as well. Uh, again, fourth quarter overtime made this game made this game special and memorable. Uh, kind of one of the things it, it brought to my mind, and of course this is completely different sports, completely different circumstances. But you know, we the the 2011 Game Six uh, in the World Series is widely recognized as one of the best postseason games of all time. But that game started terribly; you had multiple errors in the beginning of it. But it ended on a, such a great note that nobody ever remembers that. Nobody ever thinks about that. And I think this Super Bowl uh, will kind of be along those same lines. It's it's not how you start, it's how you finish. And it was a very, very good one at the end. Uh, three wins now for Patrick Mahomes in the first six years of his career. Uh, Chiefs first back-to-back Super Bowl champions in 19 years. And it was yet another comeback winner there uh, with some really good play after the half for Kansas City. Uh, trailing 10-3 at the break, and then you get into that second half, and we saw the Chiefs make some big plays, put 10 points on the board, and uh, actually took the lead heading into the fourth quarter, which was a back-and-forth affair uh, before, ultimately, that one went to overtime. San Francisco got the ball first, which is a question uh, uh, or a, a decision a lot of people have had questions about today. And then... Uh, while San Francisco uh, had to settle for a field goal on what looked to be a very promising first drive of overtime, Kansas City was able to get into the end zone and ultimately uh, claim that win. So again, Chiefs now get to firmly stake their claim in terms of being a dynasty. And Patrick Mahomes, at just 28 years old, already looks like a surefire first ballot Hall of Famer. The 49ers, on the other hand, battling through yet another heartbreak. And Kyle Shanahan is now on the losing end of of not just one, but the only two Super Bowls to ever go to overtime because 
As a refresher, he was the Falcons' offensive coordinator when they lost to the Patriots. But we'll continue to talk about takeaways from this one throughout the course of the day. Do want to mention though, it's it's officially baseball season now. Of course, we've still got NBA, college basketball action to keep us busy as well, but. Uh, a lot going on with college baseball this week. Obviously, uh, the season gets started on Friday. Uh, in Major League Baseball, pitchers and catchers are reporting on Wednesday. And, of course, uh, in the meantime, we've got the Grand Slam Banquet tonight. Again, that event is is sold out. Uh, but uh, I know a whole lot of you bought tickets, so I'm looking forward to seeing uh, a great crowd tonight out for that. And, and we're all going to get to hear from Jim Edmonds, which... Seems like a pretty fun night to me for sure. So should be a great one. And of course, we're going to have a lot more baseball conversations coming up in the next few days. But we also need to, as we, we go through and talk about highlights from the Super Bowl today, also need to, of course, recap what happened locally with Arkansas State. And that's where we're actually going to start after we take this first break here in the noon hour brought to you by the real estate experts at Dustin White Realty. I watched a really fun basketball game Saturday afternoon. At First National Bank Arena, uh, as Arkansas State beat Ohio, we're going to have some notes and stats and what have you from that one when we return. Keep it right here with us on the Workday Red Zone. The only sports host around that has a dog named Crash Davis. And when you speak of me, speak well. Kara Ritchie on the Workday Red Zone. Unlock a rewarding career at EAB Media Group. We're expanding our creative and digital media department and are on the lookout for talented individuals with graphic design experience. Don't worry if you're not an expert yet. We offer on-the-job training to help you shine. At EAB Media Group, we're a dynamic radio and digital media company with a footprint across Arkansas. This is your chance to be part of a team that's shaping the future of media. The best part? This team-based role allows you to work from the comfort of your own space with minimal travel requirements. If you're ready to bring your creative flair to our exciting projects, we want to hear from you. To apply, simply email your resume and examples of your work to eabmedia.arkansas at gmail.com. That's eabmedia.arkansas at gmail.com. Your future at EAB Media Group starts here. Apply today. EAB is an equal opportunity employer. To celebrate 20 years of Nukes, we're bringing back some of our most popular items. Featuring our famous chili and chili taco salad, the hearty royal sandwich loaded with fresh meats, and our famous pesto pizza, the Debra. Savor the flavors for just $10.99 each and only for a limited time. And if you have a sweet tooth, don't forget to try our new red velvet cake. Order today in the Nukes Eatery app or at order.nukes.com. Cheers to 20 years. Located at 1408 East Highland Drive, Jonesboro in Midtown. Anywhere, anytime, any season. Poinsett Turf Grass Company grows the very best natural grass you can find anywhere. And they do it right here in Northeast Arkansas. Whether it's Tahoma 31 Bermuda, Palisade Georgia, Northbridge Bermuda, or Tiffway 419 Bermuda, Poinsett Turf Grass can provide sod for your home, corporate office, sports field, or an entire golf course. And they harvest all year long. Poinsett Turf Grass, a family-owned company for over 20 years. Call 578-2391 for pickup and delivery. Visit their Facebook page and go to poinsettturfgrass.com. Whether you're building a home, repairing it, 
Whitehead are just starting a do-it-yourself project. Trust J.T. White Hardware and Lumber to help you get the job done. J.T. White Hardware and Lumber has been family-owned for more than 50 years and are an authorized dealer for Anderson Windows and Doors. Trust the name the pros trust and the one used on the most building sites. J.T. White Hardware and Lumber. All the tools and materials needed for any project, large or small. J.T. White Hardware and Lumber on Parker Road, just off I-555 at Harrisburg Road. A proud supporter of the A-State Red Wolves. Farmers, before you book your 2425 corn and milo, call Pico Foods. Right now, Pico Foods, the seventh largest poultry producer in the U.S. and a fourth-generation family-owned business, is buying both new crop and stored corn and milo. Pico Foods believes in supporting local producers, so they buy corn and milo direct from farmers year-round at always competitive prices. Call today. In Arkansas and Missouri, contact David Durham or James Chester, 870-202-7101. In Alabama and Mississippi, call Andrew Parker or John Taylor Hickman, 601-670-9383. At Dirksen Hospice, we understand that every moment matters. In your time of need, we're here to provide support for you and your loved ones. Our dedicated team is committed to creating a caring and personal experience tailored to your unique needs all around Northeast Arkansas. My family and I are forever grateful for the warmth and care Dirksen Hospice provided during our difficult time. The team felt like an extension of our family, always there with a comforting presence. To learn more about our compassionate care, find us on Facebook, Dirksen Hospice, because you and your loved ones deserve the very best. East Arkansas Broadcasters, locally owned, locally operated, and locally focused. And just like NEA Baptist, East Arkansas Broadcasters cares about our community. The fourth annual Date Night for a Purpose for Hope Found of Northeast Arkansas is a fine dining fundraiser that you can experience at home on Friday, February the 16th. For tickets and more details, log on to hopefoundnea.org. That's what's coming up with East Arkansas Broadcasters and NEA Baptist. Healthcare for the next century. This is your warning. You're entering the Workday Red Zone. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara and Ryan with you this noon hour, brought to you by the real estate experts at Dustin White Realty. Whether you're buying or selling, you can trust the experts at Dustin White Realty for personalized service. And by the way, your home may be worth more than you think. You can visit arhomevalue.com to find out more. Your dream home awaits at Dustin White Realty. Here in just a moment, we'll dive into... Uh, this Arkansas State men's basketball win from over the weekend, 100-87 to was the final score there against Ohio at First National Bank Arena. But before we get into that, I want to pass along my condolences to the loved ones of, of Fred Shepard. Uh, that was some news that came out uh, around you know the, the time of that game on Saturday and uh, that he had passed away and Fred Shepard, just uh, an, an, an all-timer, a Hall of Honor member, at Arkansas State, if you're if you're anywhere a, a, around my age, this was a guy that you just have so many strong memories of watching in in your childhood. And Fred Shepard was one of my first favorite players ever in anything in any sport. That was somebody I loved watching, loved going out to the then convo to watch the the then Indians. Uh, to to play, you know, just um, so so fierce, such a fierce competitor, an excellent rebounder, thunderous dunks, which is what you want to see as a kid. I, I while I appreciate the rebounding and blocking now as an adult, uh, 
as a kid, you know, you wanted to see those highlight moments. And Fred Shepard certainly delivered those without without a doubt. Uh, you look at, at his place in Arkansas State program history and still a, a top 10 player in, in rebounds and blocks and field goal percentage and uh, was especially good in the 90-91 season, which was just a great team all around, by the way. But he shot 69.2% in that season, which was, was unreal. He played bigger than he's listed. It still kind of blows my mind to look at Fred Shepard's numbers and stats and things like that and realize he was just 6'6". Because as a kid, you would swear he, with with as well as he played and, and the way that he played, he had at least a couple more inches there. But uh, just a great player, somebody I loved to watch as a kid. He was a two-time All Sun Belt first team selection, uh, earning the honors in '92 and '93. Again, he was a, an Arkansas State Hall of Honor inductee as well. And uh, sad news, sad news. Um, hopefully. You know, I know this morning on the front row with Budrow, they had a couple of conversations about Fred Shepard, you know, talked with uh, his former head coach, Nelson Catalina, talked with a former teammate, Bobby Gross. Fingers crossed uh, that we'll we'll see those uploaded. I hope so, that that is certainly the case, because I, I didn't get to hear him this morning, and I want to listen to those again. Um, but uh, our condolences to to his loved ones. Our, man, my condolences to, to those of you like myself who, who grew up watching Fred Shepard. Again, really sad news from from over the weekend. Uh, you know, getting back on on what we did see on the court from over the weekend for Arkansas State basketball, um, it it was just a it was a, that was a really successful weekend of hoops uh, for Arkansas State all around. And in terms of what we saw in in Jonesboro, it was just a quality win. And I mean that from multiple different perspectives. It was a quality win because it came against a quality team, first off. You know, that was a team that uh, was ranked a little bit higher than Arkansas State in the net rankings. Ranked a little bit higher than, than Arkansas State in, in the Ken Pomeroy rankings. So that, that was a good team that A-State beat on Saturday. And then it was just it was just a good performance. You know, it was not... It was not a perfect performance for, for all 40 minutes. There's never really a game that is. But A-State did so many different things right and well and and complete. And, and it was a full t- complete team effort uh, that it was just uh, a lot of fun to see. All the way around. Looking at, you know, kind of kind of how it unfolded uh, there for A-State. One... Pretty much from the beginning of that game, you had a lot of shots falling for the Red Wolves. And hey, I I, I think it, it would have been stunning for A-State to come out and have the same type of, of shooting struggles that they had in the first half against Jamie on Wednesday. In fact, on Friday on this program, I said there was no way. There was no way that A-State was going to have those same shooting issues. Now, I was not brave enough to go out and predict that A-State would have their best shooting game of the season. And that's what they did. Uh, just uh, shooting almost 64% from the floor, that is a high, high, high mark. And again, uh, best best game of the season in that aspect is A-State was able to cross triple digits for the third time this year. 
Thought it was especially impressive that that the team did it without Freddie Hicks, who, by the way, good news, bad news there. Uh, the good news is that Hicks did not re-injure anything last week, so he was not absent due to that that kind of nagging back injury. However, he was under the weather. He was really sick, so if you're looking around on Saturday and you're thinking, man, I didn't even see him on the bench. What's going on? He was He was ill. Uh, so fingers crossed that's something that that he gets over uh, by this week because you got a big stretch coming up. But but again, that uh, that was the reason for his absence. It was a game where you know Ohio started quickly, started strong. They for- scored the first six points of the game, but then you had Darian Ford go on a little mini seven zero run, and uh, and A State was able to take a little bit of of momentum. There was, uh, you know, a time midway through the first where Ohio hit back-to-back-to-back threes, and you were thinking, oh, man, I hope this isn't a a symbol of things to come. And at that point in time, they took a nine-point lead, their largest of the game. And then we just saw an absolutely excellent response from Arkansas State, where the Red Wolves went out and scored, I think they went on a 15-0 run, and then, you know, continued to, to... Build to the, build that lead just a little bit as the first half continued. So a 15-0 run from about the 9.5-minute mark to the 6-minute mark. Took a 6-point lead at that point in time. Had built that lead to 12 points by the time that the game got to the half. Uh, they never really wavered after that. We saw the, the, the lead continue to increase. In fact, at one point in time, it got up to 23 points. Uh, before, of course, Ohio started to to kind of chip away a little bit. But, you know, A-State closed out the game strong, hit their free throws down the stretch, and able to come away with a 13-point winner. Uh, but obviously, look, when we'll hear some audio from, from head men's basketball coach Brian Hodson coming up in the second hour of the program, and he points out that, look, when, when the shots are falling, that makes a lot of things easier. But it wasn't just the fact that the shots were falling for A-State that – that gave them the success that that they had. Uh, this team also went out and rebounded it well. Uh, they did a decent job in, in taking care of the basketball with just nine turnovers. And then what I was really impressed by, A-State didn't necessarily go out and force an insane amount of turnovers. They forced nine, but they took advantage of almost every single one and turned those nine turnovers uh, into 17 points. So I thought that was key. Plus 10 on the glass, did a good job offensive rebounding and then also this was a game where A-State had some breaks and what I mean by that is you had you know there are two possessions in particular that that come to mind that that it was not a situation of A-State getting lucky because they they executed on those plays but you know sometimes you go through stretches where literally everything is going your team's way and we saw a couple of those stretches in the second half uh, there was a point where I can't remember exactly who who started the possession, but uh, A State missed a shot and got the offensive rebound, and then they missed the next shot attempt and then got the offensive rebound, and then the next thing you know, DeAndre Dominguez hit a big three, made it a fifteen point lead. Uh, had a good possession on defense, got the ball back, uh, missed their first shot, got an offensive rebound. Had something going underneath the basket. Looked like they were about to to lose the ball for a moment. Next thing you know, they somebody finds Isaiah Nelson in the corner and he hits a three, 
which is is was totally one of those no 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 yes moments because you don't necessarily want him to shoot but he was wide open and he hit it and so that was just kind of an indicator of the type of day that it was for a state just a lot of things a lot a lot of things that went the red wolves way Overall, just a really solid bounce-back performance. Again, that loss against JMU was tough on Wednesday night. Uh, you certainly don't ever want to see a a team get have one game beat them twice. You know what I mean? Uh, but I feel like A-State has done a good job this season, even when there have been some some disappointing performances, to be able to put that behind them and come back and, and play strong the next time out. So... Again, 100-87 to 87 was the final uh, Saturday afternoon at First National Bank Arena. Individually, uh, it really was you know, a, a team effort. There were five different Red Wolves that finished in double figures, led by Taryn Todd with 20 points. Then you had Darian Ford with, with 19. It was good to see him bounce back shooting-wise after a tough night Wednesday against JMU. Isaiah Nelson uh, was barely, he, he did not really factor into the conversation at all in the first half on Saturday, but he responded with 17 points in the second half. DeAndre Dominguez, 16 points, also six rebounds. Julian Luol, as always, a spark off the bench. He added 11, and then although Caleb Fields did not end up in double-digit points, he only had eight, he did finish with 11 assists. That is his fifth double-digit assist performance of the season. The entire rest of the Sunbelt Conference has four combined. So, even though statistically, you know, it, it statistically we've technically seen better nights for Caleb Fields. He was in full-on floor general mode on Saturday and, and did a, a great job. So, again, just a very solid bounce-back effort for the Red Wolves, and uh, that was good to see because you've got a stretch coming up now that is incredibly important and also incredibly tough for A-State men's basketball. It's going to start Thursday night at Troy, and Troy is one of the league leaders. Uh, They are tied with a 10-2 record atop the conference with App State. So as A-State wants to continue to try and somehow, someway find its way into the top four of the conference standings, you, you got to win these road games coming up this week. So a tough task, but uh, you get to have a little bit of momentum heading into that one coming up on Thursday. Uh, we'll talk a lot more about it later on in the week, but uh, with the win, of course, A-State is now 11-14 and 14 overall. But uh, with that win from Saturday, A-State now has its highest net ranking of the season and its highest Ken Palm ranking of the season. So the Ken Palm ranking right now, and, and they had actually gotten gotten to this point uh, earlier this season as well, but it's it's the highest rating in Ken Palm since Grant McCaslin's year. So that's pretty impressive. And then the net ranking, they still got a, a little ways to go to be able to catch up with uh, that team from a couple years ago when, when Eaton was a senior and... And you had Omir and Desi Seals. You know, that team had had a good net ranking. But we'll see if A-State, uh, by the end of the season, is able to catch catch them as well. So, again, fun times. I <laughs> continue to maintain. Uh, it might not always be perfect, but you're never going to get bored watching A-State men's basketball this year. They just put up so many points. And, and to me, uh, it always makes it, it fun and easy to watch. 
Well, here's some audio from A-State men's basketball coach Brian Hodson coming up in the second hour of the program. We'll also, of course, coming up later on, uh, check into that A-State women's basketball win on the road at Akron. So we'll have a, a recap of that one as well in the second hour of the program. But we're going to come back and, and get back on the uh, the Super Bowl topic and continue to talk Chiefs-Niners. That's on the way after we return here in this noon hour, brought to you by Dustin White Realty. Keep it with us on the ticket. Nobody crunches the numbers like Kara. Take that for data. The Workday Red Zone on the Ticket Radio Network. Cotton down, other crops up. Hello, I'm Scotty Woodson on the EAB Ag Network with your EAB New Market Report. March corn at 431 up two with May corn at 443 and a half up two. March soybeans 1194 and a quarter up 10 and three quarters with May soybeans 1199 and three quarters up nine and three quarters. March wheat at 601 and a quarter up four and a half with May wheat at 602 and three quarters up three and a half. March cotton at 9096 down 82. May cotton at 9175 down 47. March rice at 1894 and a half up two and a half. May rice at 1914 and a half up six and a half. Moving on to livestock now. February live cattle 183.92 and a half down 70. April live cattle 185.75 down 97 and a half. March feeder cattle 248.37 and a half up 122 and a half. April feeder cattle 252.50 up 72 and a half. February lean hogs at 73.75 up seven and a half. With April hogs at 80.80 down 35. That's your EAB noon market report, and I'm Scotty Woodson. Have a great day. Finding your place is more than just a location. It's about discovering your purpose, exploring your passions on a campus that feels like home. At A-State, you can achieve at the highest levels, form lasting relationships, and support the Red Wolves, both on campus and in the wild. Whether you're into research, the arts, healthcare, or maybe something else, there's a place for you at Arkansas State University. Find your place in the pack. Visit astate.edu to learn more. Here's farmer and businessman James Wood. We farm about 3,500 acres. There's pipelines everywhere. The contractor working on my property did not have the lines located before he began work, and it resulted on a strike on a natural gas pipeline. Fortunately, no one was hurt, but it could have been much worse. Never assume the location or depth of underground lines. Always call 811 or visit clickbeforeyoudig.com before you start work. A message from the Pipeline Operators for Ag Safety campaign. See Placid Tire Service today for the right tire at the right price right now. Placid Tire Service is the area's biggest selection of in-stock tires at the lowest price with outstanding service, including our four tires, one-hour guarantee. Plus, we make the purchase easy on the budget with our Placid Tire Service card or no credit needed financing options. In Jonesboro and South Caraway, and at our newest location on East Johnson Avenue, Placid Tire Service has the right tire at the right price right now. Come see us today at Placid Tire Service. My name is Khadija Watson. I've worked at Hydro for seven years. I'm the process specialist over the paint booth. The people are amazing to work with. I would love to retire with them. I've been here for seven years now. Not one day do I not come in here without a smile on my face. For over 75 years, Hytrol has created relationships and material handling technology that move the world. You can find out more at Hytrol.com.
Attention members and guests. It's Live with the Red Wolves, presented by Greenway Equipment on a special night, Tuesday at 6 at Lost Pizza on Southwest Drive. Join head coaches Destiny Rogers and Brian Hodson and special player guests and listen along on 107.9 K-Fine. Plus, door prizes from textbook brokers. It's Live with the Red Wolves, presented by Greenway Equipment and sponsored by First Choice Farm and Lawn, Crown Limousine, Magnet Motor Company, Vision Care Center, Farmers and Merchants Bank, Stanley Woodard Law Firm, and Blue Cross Blue Shield agent Woody Harrelson. Roxanne Watson is on a mission to have more people sign up as organ, eye, and tissue donors. What drives her? Roxanne received a heart transplant made possible by an organ donor. I decided that day to devote myself to signing up the most people in the United States. (laughs) That's my goal. Now she's a powerful force for good. What could you make possible as an organ, eye, and tissue donor? Leave behind the gift of life. Go to organdonor.gov. U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. Turn it up and annoy your coworkers who wear the wrong colors. Back to the Workday Red Zone. Here's Kara Ritchie. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara and Ryan with you on a Monday. Monday that uh, a lot of people feel like should be <laughs> maybe maybe more of a holiday. It's a little bit hard to to kind of get the gears going uh, after a Super Bowl Sunday, especially one that went into overtime. I, of course, I love the fact that it went into overtime. Love the fact that we had the extra drama at the end, but did tack on a few minutes to an already lengthy game. So I know those of you that maybe have uh, some small kids, probably a little bit struggling. This morning to get everybody up and at them after a little bit of a later night last night. But uh, a fun night. A fun night for sure. Our KavanaughCars.com question today. From the, for the game uh, to the commercials to the halftime show. What overall grade do you give this year's Super Bowl? Our very first answer came from Chiefs fan on Twitter. Who said, quote, A plus, but I might be a tad biased, end quote. Uh, Chiefs fan. You know, the name kind of gives it away there. But by the way, I always try and remind you all of this. Bias, uh, blatant homerism, those are things that we always support and encourage here on the Workday Red Zone. So if you're if you're a Chiefs fan that, wanted, that wants to call in talking about how you're living your best life right now, uh, who could blame you? Chiefs able to win back-to-back championships. Uh, something we haven't seen since since uh, well 19 years ago. Uh, they are absolutely, definitely, hands down, without a shadow of a doubt, a certified dynasty. And Mahomes is is a certified Hall of Famer. First team to repeat in 19 years. One of eight franchises to do it. Period. Of course, there's been nine nine different teams. Uh, the Steelers actually pulled off a back-to-back championship uh, run twice. But it's still incredibly rare company to be able to pull that off. Of course, again, there's zero doubt that this is now a, a modern-day dynasty. And the, chi- the Chiefs, by the way, are already talking 3 Pete because why not? Andy Reid, tight end Travis Kelsey, both confirmed that they plan to return next season. Of course, we know Mahomes is going to be there. 
uh, next season. And, and, and for as long as Mahomes is with Kansas City, they're probably going to go into the year as the way too early preseason Super Bowl favorite. Of course, it is interesting this this year that maybe this year was supposed to be a little bit of a, a down year for the Chiefs. You look at how the, the regular season unfolded, and there were a couple of times where they looked maybe mortal. They looked beatable. They didn't have the greatest wide receiver core in the world. They were probably a little bit leaned on Travis Kelsey too much because there were a whole lot of wide receivers that couldn't catch for significant parts of time of the season. The O-line was was supposed to have taken a step back. They actually had to play on the road in the coverage championship. They, they had to play on the road in the playoffs, period, for the first time in the Patrick Mahomes era. This looked like potentially maybe the year to, to knock them off. And at the end of the day, none of that none of that mattered. And again, not that anybody was expecting them to be bad, but just maybe not as unbeatable as they had looked in in previous seasons. Didn't matter. And Patrick Mahomes continuing now to to elevate himself uh, towards a a GOAT conversation, I guess you could say. Uh, As Tom Brady is still unquestionably that when it comes to the NFL. But certainly being able to win your third Super Bowl in just six seasons. Get you into that conversation because now Mahomes is certainly on pace. Of course, Brady went a, a decade between three and four. And there are so many different things that have to go right, not just for a specific player, but for the talent surrounding him, the health surrounding him as well. But now Mahomes firmly in that conversation. He's spent six seasons at a start as a starter and won six AFC West titles. Never finished worse than the AFC title game. He's won 83% of his playoff games and won three Super Bowls. Statistically right now, he is better than Brady in terms of the performances, the stats, all before turning 30, and uh, even has the edge so far in Super Bowl MVPs. What's interesting is that he's not just in an NFL GOAT conversation at 28 years old. He is just the seventh player to win three championships and two MVPs in their first seven seasons in all of major North American sports. So not only is he in the NFL conversation with with Tom Brady, but if you look across North American sports and what he's been able to do at a young age, he's in the conversation with guys like Larry Bird and Bill Russell. Stan Musial, Joe DiMaggio, Mickey Mantle, and and Guy LaFleur. So, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty special in terms, obviously, of what he has been able to pull off over these first few years. Ultimately, it was Patrick Mahomes finding uh, McCole Hardiman for the game-winning score. And I think Hardman said he blacked out <laughs> during 
Like he, I think he was asked about the catch after the game, and he said, "I don't know." I completely blacked out. Just uh, kind of got lost in the moment. Hardman had also forgotten the NFL's new playoff overtime rules. Well, Holmes uh, at the end of the at the end of the game and in, in the post game said, "Quote: Could I tell a quick funny story? I threw a touchdown to this dude to end the game, and he had no idea." End quote which is pretty hilarious. But I'm guessing uh, Hardman figured it out pretty quick, right? Uh, certainly seemed like that was the case as there was a pretty epic celebration there at uh, at the end after that 25-22 final. There were several other reasons why the, the Chiefs were able to pull that one off, uh, including, you know, a couple of, of interesting or questionable decisions by the 49ers that we will look at later. But uh, circling back around our KavanaughCars.com question, when you just look at the game part of the question, what grade do you give this year's Super Bowl? Uh, it is certainly right up there. Right up there is one of the better ones that we've seen, especially in, in the last few years. Of course, now we've had, we've had a few uh, now over the past few years that have been pretty thrilling. You know, it's just last year, that we saw a game decided on a walk-off field goal. Of course, that was the the Chiefs topping the Eagles. I think that field goal was made with like eight seconds left. You go back to 2020, and that was a game where the Chiefs trailed by 10 going into the fourth quarter, only to be able to come away with the victory. So very good one then. Uh, heck, Rams and Bengals was was back and forth. That was only decided by by three points. So really, the only stinker we've kind of seen in the past five years was that Bucks winner over the Chiefs, which really wasn't that close. Thirty one to nine was the final score there. The last Super Bowl victory of Tom Brady's career, one that was played there in Tampa big factor of that game, the fact that uh, Mahomes didn't have his starting left tackle. So he had gotten hurt in the championship game two weeks prior. But we're on uh, we're on a pretty good run here, friends. In terms of the fact that we've had some really, really enjoyable ones over the past few seasons. So again, zero complaints for me in terms of the overall game grade and uh, several other fun stuff to go along with it last night as well. We'll continue the discussion as we roll along here in this new now. We're brought to you by the real estate experts at Dustin White Realty, but we're going to step aside for a quick break. Keep it right here with us on The Ticket. Enter the Workday Red Zone. Weekdays noon to 2 on The Ticket Radio Network. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. After a successful Super Bowl run, it becomes hard to keep a contender together. Rival teams want proven talent who can produce results in free agency. You pick last in every round of the draft, and it continues to get tougher to keep talent on your roster due to the salary cap restrictions. But when you have Patrick Mahomes, none of that really matters. In six years as a starter, he has now compiled three Super Bowls, three Super Bowl MVPs, and two regular season MVPs. Those are rare numbers for a 28-year-old. 
that's what makes this so impressive, his ability to roll with the punches. Since the team departed with all-pro Tyreek Hill, Mahomes has won two Super Bowls. He's overcome some of the worst receiving play in the NFL. And when things break down, his ability to beat you with his legs is back-breaking for the opposition. And with a future Hall of Fame head coach and a defense backing the all-world quarterback, the Chiefs don't appear to be going anywhere anytime soon, which is bad news for the NFL. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. If you like using debit over credit, don't you think it's time you also got rewarded? Well, now you can with Discover Cashback Debit. It's a checking account that rewards everyone with cashback on everyday purchases. Plus, you're not charged any account fees, period. Whether you're moving, starting a new job, or headed into that next stage of your life, whatever it is, Discover Cashback Debit is for everyone. Check out eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank member FDIC. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for that challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full lineup of Han Cook tires. Go to TireRack.com slash Dan. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will be shipped fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buy. Central dealerships are committed to making a difference in our community. In Arkansas, 15.5% of the population faces food insecurity. Join the fight against hunger by supporting the Food Bank of Northeast Arkansas. Your generosity can help provide meals for families in need. Whether it's a non-perishable food item or monetary donation, your support can make a difference. Join the Food Bank of Northeast Arkansas and the Central dealerships in making an impact on the lives of our neighbors. Together, we can truly nourish our community central dealerships home of meter b pricing couple goals it's double the love double the style at gamble home enjoy buy one get one half off pricing on all in-stock chairs whether you're revamping your dining area seeking that perfect accent piece or craving the ultimate relaxation in a recliner it's all buy one get one half off Gamble Home is stocked with the best brands, including Lazy Boy and Stressless. Shop now for the best selection. Buy one chair, get one half off now at Gamble Home in the Farville Curve. Lose weight the healthy way with Elite Total Health in Jonesboro. See, losing weight doesn't have to be hard. You don't have to starve yourself, and you don't have to spend your whole day eating bars and drinking shakes. Elite Total Health has a trusted medical team in place that's going to help you lose weight in a safe and effective way. Elite Total Health has helped patients lose over 9,000 pounds and counting. See, Elite Total Health is medication-assisted weight loss, and it's delivered by a team that customizes a plan to fit your life and your goals. So by now, you've heard of semaglutide, the celebrities, and the influencers. They all talk about it. Elite Total Health has semaglutide and multiple other weight loss medication options that are going to help you lose weight. So start your weight loss journey today with Elite Total Health. You can call 870-206-8250. Go see them at 2203 East Nettleton in Jonesboro, right next door to Elite Men's Health and Rob Taylor State Farm. Get started on your weight loss journey today with Elite Total Health. Find out more on Facebook when you search Elite Total Health Jonesboro. Be part of the conversation on the Workday Red Zone. Phone lines open now, 930-3776. 
Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Just a few minutes left in this noon hour, brought to you by Dustin Y Realty. And by the way, we've got phone lines open at 870-930-3776 on the Right Fiber Hotline by Ritter Communications, asking you what grade do you give the Super Bowl overall from the game to the commercials to the halftime show. So far, we've mainly just talked about the game today. And I'll be honest, I don't really recall any commercials that that stood out to me. Maybe a couple, but I was kind of watching the game in a little bit of a uh, chaotic or louder environment. A lot of people, a lot of kids, a lot of food. Uh, so I didn't get to, to watch really the commercials, but that's okay. That's never the part that I'm, I'm the most excited about. I'm, I'm there for the food and then the game. But I got to say, Usher in the halftime show, in my opinion, was also excellent. A really cool, unexpected bonus of, of getting older is is becoming the NFL halftime show's target demographic. <laughs> so uh, I've enjoyed myself the past couple of years. This year with Usher and last year with Rihanna and, and the year before that when it was Dre and Snoop and Mary J. Blige and Eminem, you know, if you're if you're north of 35, probably this is like in your wheelhouse. And I thought Usher did a great job last night. It started out kind of chaotic. There was so much stuff going on right at the beginning because you had like acrobats and stilt walkers and like this kind of crazy carnival theme. And there was so much going on in the background that it was kind of hard to focus on Usher. But then... Uh, once they got a little bit deeper into the performance, uh, we got to see see the vocals, uh, see some incredible guests, including Alicia Keys, uh, Luda, Lil John, Jermaine Dupree. Who am I leaving out? Her. So it was really neat to see uh, all of those performers come out for some of the classics like My Boo and Confessions and OMG. And then obviously uh, ended it with Yeah, which is probably about uh, his his biggest hit. What I thought was really cool and had tip to Usher for this, he, he performed that live. Uh, a lot of times in those, those huge uh, events, the artist will record in advance and lip sync. And there was none of that. Usher was out there singing live, dancing, worked up a sweat. But that's all right because it was a really, really good performance and uh, a really... A really enjoyable one. It is kind of crazy, but also kind of understandable. Like the the Super Bowl halftime performers do not get paid for that. And it is one of the very few times ever in across any platform where if somebody says they're going to pay you an exposure that it actually is is a real thing. <laughs> because there is. So much exposure with that game. I'm not sure when when ratings will come out in terms of how many people watched last night's Super Bowl, but I would bet it. it surely, it's got to be close to an all timer, right? When you factor in the the fact that one, it was a great game. Uh, it had it, it featured the guy that is now the face of the NFL and Patrick Mahomes. Uh, it always seems like in terms of, of the casual fans, when you've got somebody that is that popular, that is starting to transcend their sport, more people tune in for that. Uh, also, uh, a very well-known halftime performer. And then, of course, you add in the Taylor Swift effect as well, which means you have some fans watching that game last night that, that had never uh, sat down and watched a lot of football before. So I bet those ratings 
are going to be absolutely blockbuster. I do want to bring you in for a moment our music expert and Workday Red Zone producer, Ryan James, who, of course, spends, spends plenty of time on, on KISS FM and our other stations as well. Mm-hmm. I want to get your thoughts on the Usher show from last night. Well, as you just mentioned, obviously, he was probably targeted towards people who really not grew up with his music, but also like was affected by his music when he put out his Confessions album back in 2004 with, yeah, I mean, yeah, we play a lot on KISS. Yeah. You hear that a lot. It's a fan favorite on the station. Uh I did watch it, and I will say this: where I was watching it, the connection wasn't all that great. Oh no! So, and this happened in the game as well, where um, you're watching the game, and it, sometimes even during a critical play, literally the TV lags and just pauses, and then and then, and then it'll pick back up. The same thing kind of happened with the show a little bit. Um, it, it was entertaining. I mean, Usher's 45, and he still carries himself in a very youthful cadence he's very he was energetic on stage there was that moment where Ludacris walks up to the camera and like he's on those skates and like he like does the splits under him on un- yeah like, somehow underneath his feet it doesn't knock him down I'm like the amount of times they probably had to go through that that that's pretty phenomenal for someone uh you know who you know isn't as in his prime as he used to be to act as if you know he's been you know popping off for a long time so it was it was an interesting performance whenever it wasn't uh lagging the entire time so we we talked about this during the break because this is something I I literally just learned. Yeah. But so so first off, Usher has been doing a residency in Las Vegas, so he's he's been performing. And I guess during that residency, there is like a skate portion. So last night was not clearly clearly no, not Usher's first time, no. first time on skates, but but I guess like the skate choreographer that he used for the Super Bowl last night that that choreographs his Las Vegas residency that dude's from from Little Rock. That's just interesting. It's a uh, it's a guy by the name of Sean Christopher Freeman. So he was the skate choreographer <laughs> for that Super Bowl halftime show. Shout out Sean. Yeah. Uh, let's see. It says uh, reading a, a little bit here about Sean Christopher Freeman developed a love for skating as a child. Uh, his journey to stardom began at Arkansas Skadium mm. in Little Rock. Whoa. So. His talents were certainly showcased yesterday. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was that was super entertaining. Also, super brave. A couple of years ago, I got myself some roller skates. I don't know why. I don't know why it was not a, a moment of uh, of intelligence. I haven't died on them yet, mm. but I did fall in my kitchen and had to just literally. If you ever fell and just had to lay there, you're just wondering how did this happen <laughs> yeah. or what? why. What choices have I been making in my life that is leading to me just yeah. laying on the ground? I had one of those moments because I was dumb enough to buy myself a pair of roller skates and then even dumber to skate through my house in them. Yeah, I, I, I think they've closed down since then. I kind of miss them. There was a skating place in Jonesboro. Yeah. Was it like Skate 8 or something like that? It, was, it had some interesting name, and I went there not a whole lot, but even as a kid – I mean, I was always terrified of skates because, like, anytime you could go up to the front desk and they would lock up your skates for you. So you're basically walking yeah. on these things. And eventually you start getting more comfortable with them. And just throughout the years, I started becoming more comfortable with it. And then finally, whenever I wanted to start going more regularly, I find out they're closed down. And now we don't have a skate place even in Jonesboro, for that matter. So it was called, but before it closed, it was called Twilight Skating Rink. Twilight Skating Rink. That sounds right. And so as a child, at, uh, at, South Elementary, we would have monthly skating parties at the skating rink. 
I got to be I got to be pretty good at it back in the day, but you know I was also like eight. <laughs> when, when you fall down when you're eight, you can usually get back up pretty quick. Right. But uh, again, super super impressed at the end of the day by by Usher and by that show. I I had a blast watching it. I'm about to say if, if I tried to do what Usher did on a skating rink, I I would not be getting back up. I'm just going. I'm gonna leave. <laughs> not. I would hurt myself for sure. Not enough ibuprofen in the world. Uh, yeah. For me, for that. Yeah. That wraps up this new hour. Brought to you by Dustin White Realty. A lot more to get into in Hour 2 of the program. We'll continue talking about uh, last night's big game, but we've also got to continue talking about a big win for the Red Wolves over the weekend. We've got some audio from A-State men's basketball coach Brian Hodson that we'll share with you when we come back here at the top of the hour. Keep it with us on the Workday Red Zone. This is Will Oswald here. Monday, Ticket Radio Network Sports Update brought to you by Plans Tire Service. In regional sports action on Saturday, the Williams Baptist basketball team's got road conference wins at Hannibal LaGrange University in the Show Me State on Saturday. The Lady Eagles won their seventh in a row, 85 46, behind 18 points from sophomore Harding transfer. Taylor Hooten. Meanwhile, the men winning 79-63 behind 17 from T.J. Clardy and Ben Keaton with 16 points. The Eagles and Lady Eagles host Central Baptist College in an AMC doubleheader tomorrow in Walnut Ridge. The Razorbacks pulled out a 78-75 home win at Bud Walton Arena in Fayetteville over Georgia on Saturday. Makai Mitchell's layup and a couple of free throws in the final minute helped preserve the win. L. Ellis and Kenyon Menefield Jr. with 15 apiece. And the Grizzlies try to snap an eight-game losing streak tonight as they return home to take on the New Orleans Pelicans. That broadcast at 6.30 with the pregame and the tip at 7 here on the Ticket Radio Network. Bringing you the best deal on tires since 1963. That's Plaza Tire Service and that's the latest from the Ticket Radio Network. DNW has combined forces with Posey Peddler to offer one of the best Valentine's Day specials to come to Northeast Arkansas. With any $1,000 purchase, receive a free $25 Posey Peddler gift card that includes both DNW Automotive and DNW Outdoors. That's right. Buy a set of 35-inch Nitto Mud Grapplers, receive a $25 gift card. Buy a Benelli Super Black Eagle 12 gauge wrapped in bottom lane camo, receive a $25 gift card. Fellas, been thinking about doing that lift on your truck, but worried what she might say? Well, say you're sorry with a $25 gift card from the Posey Peddler. Ladies, wondering what to get your guy for Valentine's Day? How about a Traeger Timberline Grill and just keep the gift card for yourself? DNW is your Valentine's Day superstore with gifts that will make smiles happen all year round. If you can't find a Valentine's Day gift for your significant other here, well, you're probably just not going to find it. Come by 1711 East Parker Road, check us out on Facebook, or find us at dnwtruckaccessories.com or dnwoutdoors.com. Hey y'all, it's Brandon Baxter with one simple piece of advice for you in the new year. Don't overpay for your insurance. You can save money on your insurance with Rob Taylor State Farm, my personal insurance agent. Let's be real, when's the last time you looked at your insurance policies? A lot of times those policy premiums start creeping up and we have no idea. 
And if you think you're overpaying for auto insurance, homeowners insurance, renters insurance, business insurance, or life insurance, stop throwing your money away. Call Rob Taylor State Farm and find out how they can save you money and give you better coverage. That's exactly what they did for me and my family. Remember this, you're the customer and you deserve the best deal. So get your free quote and start saving money today. Insure your vehicles, your home, your rentals, your business, and your life with Rob Taylor State Farm. Rob Taylor State Farm in Jonesboro at 2203 East Nettleton and on Highway 67 in Pocahontas. Or search Rob Taylor State Farm on Google or Facebook. Get the best insurance rates and coverage for you and your family with Rob Taylor State Farm. First National Bank of Eastern Arkansas is striving to make life easier for all their banking customers by introducing a brand new way to control your Visa debit card. With the My Card Rules mobile app, you can turn your debit card on or off with the push of a button, set limits on spending and transaction types, see recent transactions, customize alerts, and so much more. Existing customers can download the free My Card Rules app today in the Apple app or Google Play Store. We're giving you the power to take control of your card at First National Bank of Eastern Arkansas. Member FDIC. This is Coach Brian Hodson, and I'm asking you to help our A-State student-athletes by donating to the Impact Club. This organization helps our program stay competitive and supports our student-athletes by facilitating NIL agreements that allow them to endorse local charities. Make a monthly commitment and get access to team newsletters, special gear, and exclusive access. Find out more and give today at impactclub.com. That's impact spelled I-M-P-A-C-K-T club.com. Your support makes a real difference in the lives of our student-athletes. Wolves up. This is KNEA K237FI 953 and K245CW 969 Jonesboro and KBRI Clarendon, the Ticket Radio Network. Half time's over and we're getting back to work. Hour two of the Workday Red Zone begins now. Here's Kara Ritchie. back to the Workday Red Zone. We made it halfway through our Monday. Still an hour to go and uh, a lot more to talk about. Kara Ritchie and Ryan James with you here in the Ticket Studio. We've been asking you today for our KavanaughCars.com question. What grade do you give this year's Super Bowl overall? That's from the game to the commercials to the halftime show to anything else uh, that you want to factor into the equation. Did you love it? Did you not? Again, that's a KavanaughCars.com question. Here in a moment, we'll open back up the Right Fiber Hotline uh, for you to weigh in. But want to continue to recap what we saw Saturday night or Saturday afternoon, excuse me, at First National Bank Arena when Arkansas State was able to go out and get a 100-87 to winner over Ohio. Uh, I thought it was just a very well-played game. Certainly, it was a game where A-State shot incredibly, incredibly well. But as you can imagine... Uh, with his team just putting together a, a very solid all-around performance, Coach Brian Hodson was pretty pleased with the performance, with the effort, and that's where we'll start as he shares his opening statement, just what he thought about that winner from Saturday at the bank. Yeah, just really pleased with our effort top to bottom. Uh, we just beat a really good basketball team. Ohio's a really good team. Uh, what, they're on a four- or five-game winning streak. Um in the MAC, the MAC's a, a really good conference. I know that. I was there for four years. Uh, very comparable to the Sun Belt. Um, you know, obviously they've had – what was the – they played Troy earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, they – I mean, they 
you, we just beat a really good basketball team. Jeff Bowles is a great coach. Uh, they've got really good players. Obviously, we thought we shot the ball well. I mean, they, they shot, you know, right there with us at 46%, hit two more of them. Um, but pleased with our effort top to bottom. We started the game uh, with some with a press all right, to try to just jumpstart our defense a little bit, and, and I thought it was great. I thought our effort there was great. Um, more importantly, they went on a 9-0 run, uh, and sometimes in the past – um, that's that's caused us problems. We've got a little bit down. It's caused us to get a little uncharacteristic on offense. Uh, I thought that we did a good job uh, responding to that with a 15 to nothing run, uh, with just great shot quality, uh, executing on offense uh, and getting stops on the other end. Uh, we emphasized rebounding. We were plus 10 on the glass. Um, we beat them in just about every category. Beat them in uh, points off turnovers, uh, which is impressive because they're top 25 in the country in turnover margin. Beat them in po- points in the paint, 52 to 36. Uh, second chance points, 19 to 9. Fast break points, we beat them, and they actually play a little faster than us. Uh, and, and then bench points as well. And a big part of that uh, is, is Taryn Todd here, obviously led us in scoring with 20 points uh, and plus 17, which which led to him getting the hard hat. Um, I thought Darian was phenomenal. I'm not surprised. He had two of the best practices I've seen from an individual on our team all year, uh, back-to-back leading into this game. Uh, so just thrilled with our effort. Uh, we will hear more from uh, Coach Brian Hodson talking specifically about Taryn Todd coming up here in just a few moments. But Coach was asked following the game, what was the biggest difference for the team? You know, you go back to, to Wednesday night and, uh, you know, it was a, a game where the Red Wolves fell short by four points. And then you fast forward to Saturday, a 13-point winner over a very solid squad. What changed in those 72 or so hours? Well, it helps when you make shots. I mean, we were in here the other day talking about missing shots. I mean, we missed wide open shots the other day. I'm still, I'm still mine, but it just hurts, you know, because we, we make those shots. Um, and, and I don't want to take anything away from what James Madison did the other day, but we missed wide open shots. Um, and you're going to have those nights. I mean, I talked to our guys after. Like, so we, we spent half the time in here media, in media talking about missing shots. I mean, Steph Curry's maybe the best shooter to ever play the game and has nights where he's cold. Um, I don't know, you know what it was the other day because, again, I said we shot the heck out of it and shoot around and in practice all week. We just missed shots. And then we didn't play. Um, we played one half of basketball. I wouldn't even say that. We played about a good 14 to 15 minutes the other day. I thought we played a good 40 minutes today. Even when they were on that 9-0 run, um, you know, I, I, don't, I wouldn't say that we played bad. Um, to, to weather the storm and bounce back from that. I, I think we played a good basketball game for 40 minutes. One of the things that I found interesting, you know, looking at, you know, flashing back to Friday, doing a preview of these teams, it kind of felt like they were they were built a little similar in the sense that, you know, with A-State, clearly you've got multiple different different scoring options. And Ohio came into the game with, with four players, or excuse me, five players averaging nine points or more. Uh, you also had a situation where they kind of did, they were, there was not like that one guy that was a, a constant double-double threat. They had numerous different players that contributed in terms of, of rebounding as well. So as coach following the game, you know, with when you look at these like factors between the two teams, did it did it make it easier to scout or harder? Or how did you, you put the, together the defensive game plan? So they are similar to us, but they're a lot different than us, and they have a shooting five-man. Um, and so they're, they're five. Um, he, you know, he does a, he does a heck of a job too. Um, you know, he, 
he causes some problems because he stretches the floor. He doesn't he doesn't really post up. If you noticed when they were down late, I mean, he took three of their final four shots. I mean, they're they're trying to get him the ball. I mean, he's really good in the trail three situations. Um, he's shooting five or six threes a game at forty percent from the five spot. Uh, so we actually kind of flipped things around, and even though he's their five, we guarded him like with our four and guarded their four with our five. And um, I thought, you know, we, we did a good job with that. We went to, uh, uh, we call it black 15, which is switching one through five. Uh, we, we switched one through five a lot of the game, uh, which caused them some problems. Um, and, and so uh, as far as, like, guard play, yes, you're, you're dead on. Like, their guard play is very similar to ours. They got multiple guys that can beat you. Um, and then, uh, but as far as, you know, the five man, it's a lot different uh, than, than what we have right now. Um, but, you know, we I thought we did a good job there. Um, to be honest with you, you know, again, and then Freddie, it's like, you know, you can't make this stuff up. You know, Freddie gets back, and then he's down bad with an illness, you know, and he's and he, he's such a fighter. Like, he showed up this morning, like, Coach, I'm going to play, and he, he looked horrible. I'm like, you're not, you're not playing. And so he fought me on it, and he's like, Coach, I'm going to come back. I'll be ready to go, you know, at, at, at 1 for the 2.30 game. Well, he called me at, like, 1.10. He's like, yeah, I can't move. Um, we'll, and so we'll get him back this this week. But um, again, like we, Freddie goes down after having him, uh, and other guys step up, and and so that's what's what's special about this team. So in that game, you know, again, A State shot it incredibly well, sixty four percent from the floor, also fifty percent from three, and you had one, two, three, four, five, six, six players connect on a three point attempt. On Saturday, one of those was Isaiah Nelson, who went one of one on a corner three. So, Coach just talked about Ohio having a shooting five. Is he ready to say that a state has a shooting five? All right. One for one. All right. One for one today. Yeah. Yeah, no. Well, let's look at the season numbers. Uh, I am happy for Zay because uh, speaking of Zay, Zay had a rough first half. And, and I got I haven't seen the film yet, but our, our you know, he's a shot blocker. And so he, you know, and we put some pressure on on the rim. And we, we, we put pressure on him guarding the rim, I should say. And we talked to the guards a lot about giving up less blow-bys and putting less pressure on Zay. But we rely on him a lot to protect the rim. And so um, I thought his second foul, I thought it was a, a great verticality play. Um, now, again, I haven't seen it on film. Maybe he did foul him. And so we took him out there with two fouls, and, and it got to him because you know, he doesn't want to be in foul trouble. His mom's here to watch him, and he wants to play. And, and I get it. And so I talked to him at halftime. We gave him a little break and let him. And I said, man, let's go out and have a great half. So Zay walked into the locker room at halftime with zero points and one rebound. Finished the game with 17 points and four rebounds, and all four of them were offensive rebounds. Um, and, and so that, that's a heck of a second half from him. Uh, but I am not ready to call him a shooting five. Um, now, they're, they, you know, I will say this. They're shooting five. Clayton, number 23, um, he got seven of them up, and he only hit one. So uh, I'm sure Zay is thrilled about that. But we, we did a good job on him with, with switching up and eliminating attempts. So, yeah, probably a work in progress there for Isaiah Nelson being a shooting five. He is two of ten from three so far this season, and he's he's about your eighth best option in terms of three-point attempts. So I'm, I'm hoping he stays at ten attempts uh, for the rest of the year. One guy who was absolutely on fire last night, or excuse me, Saturday night or afternoon, though, was, was Taryn Todd. He finished with 20 points off the bench. He actually did miss his only three-point attempt, but he was 8-14 from eight of 13 from the floor 
also had seven rebounds. So he won the hard hat. He was sporting that with pride in the postgame. And Coach Hodson just talks about uh, about his night and, and his role. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, Taryn's one of the best guards in this league. And, and I, we don't talk about this enough. He's so unselfish. We talked about, um, I think it was a couple games ago, we talked about moving him back into the starting lineup. Uh, he was in the starting lineup early in the year. We changed some things around when we weren't playing well. Uh, we and, and we wanted to have a scoring spark off the bench, so we brought Taryn off the bench. We we went to switch him back into the lineup a couple games ago, and and he said that he'd prefer not to, and not as a no. I don't want to start. Like no, no, no. Let's not. I don't want to mess with anybody else's head. Let's encourage them. Let's start games better. And and I'm just fine coming off the bench. And guys like that usually have success. Um, and. You know, for a guy, he's not a big, stocky guard. He's he's probably our best perimeter defender. Um, if you if you watch, I mean, we we see it every game. I mean, the way he gets through ball screens. I've got our defensive uh, leverage right here uh, on the game. Uh, where's Taron Todd at? Yeah, he's one of our best defensive leverages on the team. Him and Julian Lawal were our two two best defenders on the night, um, and Darren Ford's right behind him. And it's like every game I go back and look at our, our defensive leverage, and, and there's Taron Todd. Um, and when you're focused on the right stuff, you, you have 20-point games and finish with a plus 17 and win the hard hat. Just a couple more clips to play for you here from A-State men's basketball coach Brian Hodson following the Red, Red Wolves' 100-87 to win Saturday afternoon. Uh, he was asked, you know, as well as A-State played, again, uh, 100 points on the board, 187 the final there. Was that the best win of the season? He wasn't quite ready to make that claim. Probably not. I'd, I'd, I'd go ahead and probably put UAB up there. And UAB's just beat, they beat multiple Nationally, top twenty-five ranked team so far in Memphis. They just popped Florida Atlantic the other day. So I'd, I'd put um, good win, um, but I'd put it, you know, it, somewhere in that top tier for sure. UAB is a big one. Louisville, I mean, uh, Louisville's turned around and beaten Miami and Florida State, and um, so I, I think that was a good one, especially on the road. But it's it's up there for sure. Last thing here from Coach Brian Hodson: Is this team where? where it needs to be yet to to close the season strong, to have a deep run in the Sunbelt Conference Tournament? I think we're knocking on the door. I mean, we're, um, you know, I think uh, we've got to get a lot better defensively. We've proven we can score the ball. Um, you know, we've got to get a, a lot better defensively, but we're heading in the right direction. Uh, but one game at a time. We've got two really big basketball games coming up this week, uh, starting with, with a, a really good Troy team. Um, and so... But I think we're heading in the right direction. Um, I think I, I got to look back. I watched the film on it. Ohio beat Troy, right? Correct. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. And and like pretty handily. I mean, they had a double-digit lead for a majority of the game. So we just beat a good basketball team. Now Troy uh, is one of the best teams in our league, if not the best team in our league. Um, they're they're. I mean, obviously right there. It's Troy, James Madison, and App. And Troy's been right there in the hot, and they're really good at home. They're physical. They run their stuff, um, you know. So again, one game at a time, and uh, and I think if we put forth the effort that we did tonight, clean some things up defensively, I think I think we'll we'll be right where we want to be. That Troy game is going to be a, a good one uh, for sure. If A State can can play the way they did Saturday, but be able to take that with them on the road, 
Uh, that can be a really, really fun contest. But again, that's a Thursday night game, so we'll talk about that later on this week. We've got a lot to talk about uh, between now and then anyways. Uh, just a reminder that you can help A-State Athletics and Red Wolves student-athletes right now by donating to the Impact Club. You can make a monthly commitment and get access to team newsletters, special gear, and exclusive access that you're not going to find anywhere else. You can find out more and give today at impactclub.com. That's impact, spell with pack, I-M-P-A-C-K-T, club.com. It was actually, that was a great weekend, by the way, for not just A-State, but for, for the Sun Belt against the MAC. I think when these teams played in November, of course, th- th- that first round was all on the MAC campuses. So you expect the home teams to have a little bit better of a record. And I think it was, was five and seven. Uh, was the Sun Belt's record against the MAC when these teams played in, in November. And then you look at what happened over the course of the weekend, uh, 10 and 2 is what the Sun Belt was able to do uh, with all of those games being played at Sun Belt sites. So, all in all, uh, the Belt takes the Sun Belt MAC Challenge title in year one uh, by beating the MAC 15 to 9 in the 24 games played. So, going into the weekend, Looking at RPI, the MAC was rated just a little bit higher than the Sun Belt, and now the Sun Belt is ahead of the MAC. But all in all, I thought this was this was a, a good thing, a good thing that these leagues did. And uh, probably it, it's really easy to feel that way when when you get to recap a win on a Monday from from over the weekend. So I hope that continues in the coming years. I'd be interested to see what additional leagues that uh, that the Sun Belt might could get in. On the slate as well, because it was a good good matchup. Looking elsewhere uh, for Arkansas State, a, a reminder: there is no live with the Red Wolves tonight. It will be tomorrow. I know everybody kind of gets in the habit of that being on certain days throughout the year, but with the Grand Slam banquet coming up tonight, that's going to be moved to tomorrow at Lost Pete's on Southwest Drive. So you'll get to hear Coach Brian Hodson as well as Coach Destiny Rogers recap their team's MAC wins, and of course look ahead. To what's coming up in Sunbelt play this week. Uh, in the meantime, actual college baseball this week. And the party gets started tonight at the Grand Slam Banquet, which again is why that uh, Live with the Red Wolves show for tonight is moved to tomorrow. But I hope you've got tickets. Uh, it's going to be a sellout tonight, it, it, or it is already a sellout at the Grand Slam Banquet. And I know how stoked a lot of you are to be able to see Jim Edmonds uh, headline that event, speak to the crowd. And it's always just been uh, one of my favorite events, period. So I, I'm pumped tonight and looking forward to seeing a whole lot of y'all out there. Let's take a break. Uh, time to go ahead and squeeze in one of those. Uh, we'll have open phone lines during the break at 870-930-3776. We'll be back right after this here on The Ticket. When she's not watching sports, she's talking about sports. And when she's not talking sports, she's tweeting about it. All right, boys, how did I tweet on this thing? It's Tara Ritchie on the Workday Red Zone. Unlock a rewarding career at EAB Media Group. We're expanding our creative and digital media department and are on the lookout for talented individuals with graphic design experience. Don't worry if you're not an expert yet. We offer on-the-job training to help you shine. At EAB Media Group, we're a dynamic radio and digital media company with a footprint across Arkansas. This is your chance to be part of a team that's shaping the future of media. The best part? This team-based role allows you to work from the comfort of your own 
space with minimal travel requirements. If you're ready to bring your creative flair to our exciting projects, we want to hear from you. To apply, simply email your resume and examples of your work to eabmedia.arkansas at gmail.com. That's eabmedia.arkansas at gmail.com. Your future at EAB Media Group starts here. Apply today. EAB is an equal opportunity employer. It's a mix and match special now at all Northeast Arkansas Domino's Pizza locations. Choose any two for $6.99 each for carryout or delivery. How about a medium two-topping pizza, oven-baked sandwich, pasta in a tin, loaded tots, Domino stuffed cheesy bread, bread twists, marble brownies, and so much more. Switch it up for lunch or dinner for the whole gang. The mix and match special with any two for only $6.99 each for carryout or delivery. Only at your Northeast Arkansas area Domino's Pizza locations. At Centennial Bank, our focus has always been on the people and communities we serve, and that's something that will never change. We're passionate about the same things you are. That's why we're proud to support Arkansas State University and all our communities in Northeast Arkansas. Whether it's opening up a new account, online or mobile banking, or helping you with a perfect loan, our promise is to always be here for you. At Centennial Bank, we're banking with you in mind. Centennial Bank, member FDIC. When you're in the market for a new vehicle, George Kell Motors in Newport has you covered with a great selection of vehicles from Chevrolet and GMC. And if your vehicle needs routine maintenance or critical care, our factory trained technicians can take great care of you and get you back on the road in a flash. George Kell Motors, your Hall of Fame dealer off exit 85 in Newport. Call us 870-523-2792 or view our entire inventory at georgekellmotors.com. More homes are using metal roofing than ever before. Discount Metal Roofing Supplies in Truman is offering discount prices to the public and has everything you need to install your metal roof. A roof from Discount Metal Roofing Supplies is built to last much longer than asphalt shingles going 40 to 60 years and beyond. Plus, it gives you durability to the elements and in the long run is going to save you money. Discount Metal Roofing Supplies, 200 West Main, Building 39 in Truman. And call 870-418-0790. Tent your ride with Arkansas's number one tent shop for quality and service, Super Tents on Nettleton in Jonesboro. A Super Tents tent job is going to make your car look cooler. It's going to insulate your ride from the outdoor elements, keeping it warmer in the winter and cooler in the summer. A Super Tents tent job will give you the privacy that you deserve, whether you're driving down the road or parking out in public. Plus, Super Tents window film will protect your interior and your skin from those harmful UV rays. Call for quotes and to book appointments, 870-933-TENT, 870-933-TINT. Tent your ride today with the 10 specialists that have over 30 years of combined experience. Super Tents on Nettleton in Jonesboro. Super Tents uses the absolute best window film. We're talking Lumar film. And because of that, a tent job from Super Tents is guaranteed not to turn purple, not to crack, and not to peel off your window. Call for quotes and to make appointments. 870-933-TENT. 870-933-TINT. That's 870-933-8468. Super Tents, 3212 East Nettleton in Jonesboro. Tent with the best or fade like the rest. On paper? It's the best sports show around. Back to the Workday Red Zone. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. The Right Fiber Hotline is open. It's brought to you by Ritter Communications, bringing you the right speed at the right price right now. Check availability for your area at rightfiber.com. Call us at 870-930-3776. 
what overall grade do you give this year's Super Bowl? I think the best part of the Super Bowl is debatable or, or the best moment, uh, whether, you know, depending on whether you watch for the game or whether you watch for the halftime show. Uh, certainly, look, a, a walk-off touchdown is a very, very high moment, but uh, you can make a case for a couple of other parts of that game and, of course, some of the other things going on throughout the entire night as well. You, in my opinion, cannot make an argument for the worst moment of the Super Bowl, and it was when Dre Greenlaw had to get carted off with injury, and you just, just brutal in every possible sense of the word. Kyle Shanahan, after the game, said, quote, I mean, injuries are a part of the game. Uh, they're always a big deal. It's a little tougher when you lose guys like that, in quote. But just, I, I can't imagine a, a worse <laughs> a worse moment in a worse situation where that happened. Uh, Greenlaw had been on the sideline and was ready to run out on the field. When his leg gave out. And any time time you see. A non-contact injury. You assume the worst. Right? And so immediately you see him go down. And you're just thinking. Oh no. Oh no. Achilles. That's an Achilles. And then of course. uh, Then you see him loaded onto the cart. And you're like. Oh goodness. Just bad news. Bad news all around. Of course. Greenlaw is the son of former Arkansas State. Defensive line coach Brian Early. Uh, he was a standout at the University of Arkansas. He was a key piece, has been a key, key piece for the past few years of that Niners defense. He had 120 tackles this season. Had three tackles in just a quarter and a little bit more than that in, in the Super Bowl. So you do wonder a little bit, you know, what his presence, what difference his presence might have made. In that game Sunday, if he had been able to play from beginning to end. Of course, it's also just like the worst possible time. Not only is he was he unable to, to close out the season with his teammates in the most important game of the year, but that is, unless you're Aaron Rodgers, and you've taken so many mushrooms, you don't have any good sense anymore. That's That's, that's a year-long injury. Maybe he can... Fast forward through the recovery process in in some way. But unfortunately, not only did he miss almost three quarters of the Super Bowl, he's probably going to miss at least three quarters, if not the full season for the 49ers last year. That was was tough, tough, tough to see. Some interesting comments from some of the 49er players after, after the game in terms of not being super prepared for overtime. And I'll admit it, I I myself had forgot that the overtime rules were a little bit different. But I'm I'm a fan, you know, I'm watching on the couch and stuffing my face with potato skins. Like it's not <laughs> it's not that important that that I remember. The fact that you had multiple comments from the Chiefs players saying that they started talking about overtime rules all the way back in like fall camp versus some of the 49ers players saying that they were aware 
of the overtime rules because they flashed on the screen at Allegiant Stadium. I mean, that is a very, very stark contrast in terms of of how prepared each team was for the overtime period. Of course, we've never seen a coach have to make that decision uh, before uh, in terms of those exact circumstances with an overtime coin flip in OT. But the new playoff rule, of course, meant that each team was going to get the ball at least once in overtime, and that meant the 49ers could have kicked it off to Kansas City and gotten the ball second, either by forcing a turnover, getting the ball after a punt, or or after a score. I think it has been widely decided today, widely talked about, that Shanahan should have chosen to go second. But just... uh, one poor decision, one poor thing that happened for San Francisco after what was largely incredibly good first half. Once Kansas City started to get the momentum uh, there in the third quarter, it's not like it was a foregone conclusion that that the Chiefs were going to come back and win, but, but we've seen that Chiefs team for so many different times be down but not out. So it's... Uh, what is a decision that loomed especially large? Again, now the third brutal Super Bowl loss for Shanahan. Two there in San Francisco, getting beat by the Chiefs, and then a reminder that he was also the offensive coordinator in Atlanta when the Falcons blew that 28-3 to lead against New England. So it does not get much tougher than that. Let's go to the phones and check in with D-Money. How are you? A little surprised like everybody else. Okay. What in God's green earth is he doing? You always go second in overtime. Yeah. I mean, that's that's football 101. I mean, that you, you go second in overtime in high school. I mean, th- this is not front-page news. This is not a huge decision. Always, always go second. So you know what you have to do. I, when he when he decided to take it, I'm like, what did you do it? At that point, I was like, you deserve to lose. If you're that stupid, you deserve to get your butt kicked and, and lose an overtime. I, 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 that's one perhaps one of the stupidest calls, other than the Marshawn Lynch not getting the football on the one-yard line and the history of the Super Bowl. Yeah. Comment? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't really have anything to add. I mean, it, I mean, am I wrong? No. No. Well, that, well, that was not the only thing that cost the, the 49ers the game. It was, it was a big decision at the end. And again, just especially glaring how overall unprepared the Niners were for that situation versus their their counterparts in on you know in, in Kansas City. Well, and the, the other part of the game that I I was disappointed, and I was really disappointed for the guy who tore his Achilles. Yeah, I mean, what yeah. a what a heartbreak for that poor guy. Yeah, I mean, to get all the way to the Super Bowl and to and then to get injured, but not only an injury. 
the worst injury that you can have physically below your below your shoulders, um, in my opinion, because if they, the rate that time it takes to get back to play, I mean that's going to take away his next season as well. So not only does he get hurt in the Super Bowl, loses the Super Bowl because of a bonehead call by the coach, and now he's looking at a year recovery before he can get back on the field. So my heart goes out to that guy. He he really had a that's a, he had a bad day. Very much so. Very much so. Hopefully, Drake Greenlaw is able to to recover quickly. But again, it's just not. You know, we get so used to any kind of of. There's so many different ligament tears that are just automatic, like ACLs. Anything in the knee now, it seems like that's just a standard procedure. Uh, UCLs and the elbow, you know, there's a, a, a timeline for that. Achilles is, and, and for the most part, players who have those surgeries that we just mentioned, they come back just as good as ever. Achilles is still one of those things that's a work in progress in terms of athletes returning at 100% in, in terms of how they played before. Well, I know that they can do unbelievably crazy things now with the stem cell research. Mm-hmm. Um, I imagine that they can do the same thing for the Achilles tendon. So with him being a top-flight athlete, I'm sure he'll get the best procedures known to mankind. Oh, undoubtedly. But, so I, I maybe he can get back for the last half of the season next year. But... From what you, I mean, from what you've said, and from what I know, I agree. I think his, his season for next year is probably gone. Yeah. So I, I just that that was really ridiculous. But uh, as far as your question of the day, I thought the commercials were relatively mild. I don't think anybody did anything too crazy. Uh, my favorite by by far was Ron Swanson and Aubrey Plaza. Nick Offerman is a god. I love that dude. He is he is one of the best delivery of jokes and just saying things. He is an absolute phenomenal actor. I'll have to go back and watch that. I was watching the, the game in kind of a, a chaotic environment, so I didn't get to see everything, so I'll have to go back and, and keep tabs on some of the, uh, or look at some of the commercials that, that people are raving about. He didn't show up to like the last five seconds of the commercial, but he stole he stole the show, in my opinion, on that. And I mean, it was just, the way he his delivery is he's like Vince Vaughn. The deliver it's not what they say; it's the delivery of how they say it. Right, it is is where the, the magic occurs, and he is <laughs> he can deliver some some lines. He really can. So, but yeah, I mean, like I said, I enjoyed the game. It was good. Uh, I made a good chili. I was pretty pretty pumped with that. So uh, yeah, overall, I think it was a good uh, good Super Bowl competitive. So, uh, yeah, I, I think it was a, a good night for the old NFL. D-Money, thank you for the phone call. Hey, you have a great day. Hey, you too. We're going to step aside for a break here, continue to recap the weekend when we come back, and that'll include some Arkansas State women's basketball talk on tap. They got a big win on the road at Akron. More on that one when we come back here on The Ticket. The only sports host around that has a dog named Crash Davis. And when you speak of me, speak well. Kara Ritchie on the Workday Red Zone. 
Visiting with former A-State baseball star Liam Hicks about being invited to spring training with the World Series champion Texas Rangers. I know there's going to be like a ton of media and stuff, but I also got to remember like it's the same game I've always played. It's no different. Players might be a little bit better, but I've got a lot of confidence in my abilities and know how good I can be and how hard I work. So I definitely am excited. It's the Second to None podcast presented by First National Bank and the Cavanaugh Auto Group. New episodes Tuesday wherever you get your podcast. Buy three, get one free, now at Plaza Tire Service. During the tax refund sale at Plaza Tire Service, buy three, get one free on in-stock Falcon Sincera ST80 tires. That's a great set of Falcon tires and an unbeatable value. Plus, we offer convenient financing like the Plaza Tire Service credit card or our no-credit-needed options. Get your best deal on tires and make your tax refund go further with this buy three, get one free offer. For a limited time, buy three, get one free on eligible Falcon Tires exclusively at Plaza Tire Service. Attention, members and guests. It's Live with the Red Wolves, presented by Greenway Equipment on a special night, Tuesday at 6 at Lost Pizza on Southwest Drive. Join head coaches Destiny Rogers and Brian Hodson and special player guests and listen along on 107.9 K-Fine. Plus, door prizes from textbook brokers. It's Live with the Red Wolves, presented by Greenway Equipment and sponsored by First Choice Farm and Lawn, Crown Limousine, Magnet Motor Company, Vision Care Center, Farmers and Merchants Bank, Stanley Woodard Law Firm, and Blue Cross Blue Shield agent Woody Harrelson. Play it against sports wants to pay you money. Now that I have your attention, Play It Again Sports in Jonesboro wants to buy your used sports equipment. You heard me right. If you have something that's either outgrown or no longer being used, bring it to Play It Again Sports now. They're looking for youth and adult baseball and softball equipment, golf, weights and workout equipment, disc golf, you name it. Play It Again Sports can turn it into cash for you. Go buy Play It Again Sports at the corner of Highland and Caraway in Jonesboro. Nobody makes Valentine's Day more special than Bennett's Flowers. And Bennett's is just a phone call away at 203-9844. Bennett's has all kinds of gorgeous arrangements that will thrill that special someone in your life. Everything from roses, blooming plants, chocolates, gift and goodie baskets, Bennett's Flowers has it. And this Valentine's Day, there's even more ways to shop with Bennett's. Yes, they'll deliver, but Bennett's also has a Valentine's pop-up shop inside Gigi's Cupcakes on Red Wolf Boulevard with flowers, plants, and more. So go buy Bennett's Valentine's pop-up shop inside Gigi's Cupcakes. There's studio location at 1350 Medallion Drive or purchase grab-and-go gifts at the Truck Patch on Southwest Drive. And remember, Bennett's delivers. Order at Bennett'sFlowers.com Bennett's Flowers on Facebook or call 203-9844 Bennett's Flowers, your Valentine's Day headquarters. Hey there, Northeast Arkansas. This is John Moore of Arkansas Superstore on Highway 49 in Brooklyn. Here to tell you that we're flipping the script on car buying. Tired of the runaround? Sick of the Treating you like an afterthought upside down in your current car at Arkansas Superstore. We're here to change the game. No credit, bad credit, upside down in your current ride. We've got your back. Don't stand for bait and switch tactics. That's holding. We believe in transparency and trust. You deserve the car you want with a payment much lower than your rent. Why settle for less? We won't sell you something you don't love. Life is too short for car buying nightmares. Let's make it better together. Give us a shot before giving in to it is how it is tactics. Arkansas Superstore is here to make sense of it all for you. Come over and find your dream ride. You're approved. When the banks say no, I say yes. We're ready to show you a much better way. 
Visit us today at 11580 Highway 49 North in Brooklyn or online at ArkansasSuperstore.com. Let's rewrite the car buying story one satisfied customer at a time. Giving you 110% and taking it one show at a time. Here's Kara Ritchie. What overall grade do you give Super Bowl Sunday? From the game to the commercials to the halftime show, whole production. Uh, where, where do you have it graded? Uh, again, I was very high on... The whole day, the whole event yesterday, I thought it was from beginning to end. Excellent. Of course, it helped that the game ended on the dramatic note that it did going into overtime. with The Chiefs being able to come out on top with that walk-off touchdown. Uh, pretty, pretty good stuff. 870-9303-776 is the number to call on the Right Fiber hotline. But what you think about your answer, uh, in the meantime, want to dive into this Arkansas State women's basketball winner at Akron, 81-67. to Going into that game, you know, on Friday, I felt like Arkansas State was a better team. Really did. You just looked at some different numbers at what uh, at what Akron did or didn't necessarily do well, um, just how A-State matched up with, with Akron, percentages, this, that, and the other. And, and I felt like A-State was a better team, and it was a game that they should win. But, you know, you never can't assume anything, especially on the road. Uh, I don't know... I don't know how easy it is to get to, to Akron, but I don't think it's exactly a, a quick jump over there. There's probably a couple different airports and bus rides and everything else involved. So, look, any road win is a good win, even if it wasn't necessarily against a really good team. Any road win is a good win. And A-State was able to go out and, and execute, uh, which I thought was especially good, considering the fact that this A-State team just had... A little bit of a heartbreaker of a loss. A disappointing loss. They lost that game Wednesday night that they should not have lost. They should have been able to beat Georgia State on Wednesday night. So you never really know how a team is going to respond when they kind of let one get away. But A-State clearly was not going to let that Georgia State loss beat them twice. And there were several different things that the Red Wolves did well in in the game. Uh, I was only able to watch about the, the first quarter and a half. Uh, and then after that, had to start getting ready for, for A-State men's basketball. And after that, was just able to keep tabs via kind of the stat cast. So, unfortunately, I missed a lot of the good stuff. Uh, A-State trailed after one in that game, 19-18. to And then it was about midway through the second quarter where they just absolutely caught fire. And after that, it wasn't a question of whether or not A-State was going to win. It kind of felt like a question of, of how much. The Red Wolves went out and outscored Akron 28-14. to in the second quarter, which was very a very stark contrast to how they played in the second quarter uh, Wednesday night at Georgia State, where they just had all kinds of struggles. But A-State was 11 for 15 in the second quarter. And even though they, they didn't have another quarter quite that good uh, for the rest of the game, they didn't necessarily let up either, which was which was nice to see. So A-State went from being down one after one to up 13 to then up 17 heading into the fourth quarter. Now, Georgia, uh, excuse me, Akron didn't have a couple of, of moments there in the fourth quarter where it looked like they were building a little bit of, of momentum after A-State at one point in time got that lead up to 22 points. But uh, they were never able to get within single digits and A-State was able to close out 
uh, strong ultimately at the end. A uh, couple of things that uh, definitely went the Red Wolves way, including a late Anna Griffin three, some free throws by Izzy. And that's how A-State was able to come out on top. By the way, if you looked at this box score earlier in the week, there's since been some stat corrections. So things have changed just a little bit there. Uh, Izzy Higginbottom in that game finished with 26 points instead of 25. She also had five assists and four rebounds. So really good, strong performance for her. Uh, She did have... um, Blank on what I was about to say. 36 minutes there for Izzy. Uh, Also, Anna Griffin with 19 points. Lauren Pendleton with 17. Winner Rogers with 10 as well. And uh, what I thought was was good is that A-State went out and really did not let Reagan Bass, who was their biggest threat, get any kind of of real... She didn't have a very good game. Uh, She averages a double-double. She gets to the stripe almost as much as Izzy Higginbottom does. And... That just didn't happen for her on Saturday. She finished with eight points. She only had four rebounds. Red Wolves forced her into four turnovers. And, uh, yeah. Now, ultimately, Akron did did win the rebounding war in a big way. But uh, when you're looking through the stats here, that was pretty much the only issue that A-State had. Uh, they got out-rebounded by a, a fairly sizable margin. But, again... Uh, there were so many other things where where they were able to excel that it ended up working out big time in the Red Wolves' favor. So A State, uh, with that improving to thirteen and ten overall, and uh, definitely great to see A State get back in the win column ahead of uh, what's going to be a challenging week. A State is on the road. Uh, Going to be taking on Southern Miss on Thursday, Louisiana on Saturday. Those are both teams that are kind of right around where A-State is at in the standings. So again, as you're trying to work your way into that uh, top four, A-State is going to have to close strong as they right now sit just a couple of games on the outside looking in in terms of that conversation. Again, you can hear more from a-State women's basketball coach Destiny Rogers, men's basketball coach Brian Hodson, tomorrow night at Live with the Red Wolves at Lost Pizza on Southwest Drive. Attention members and guests. Yes, that's usually on Mondays, but with the Grand Slam banquet coming up tonight, uh, that is going to be moved to tomorrow. So, should be a good time. Always fun to hear these coaches recap some winners. And, uh, of course, uh, pizza is always pretty stellar there at... <laughs> At Lost Pizza as well. So multiple reasons to go out and have a good time. One more thing to to mention. Mention this at the top of the hour or the top of the show, but didn't mention this when we were going through our our recap. With with her 26-point outing on Saturday, Izzy Higginbottom has now scored 1,000 points in an A-State uniform. She had already reached the 1,000-point mark in her career earlier this season. But, of course, since that career started at Mizzou, uh, that was where some of those points came from. But now she's she's past the 1,000-point mark uh, as strictly a Red Wolf. So congratulations to Izzy Higginbottom, who just continues game in, game out, to put on incredible, incredible shows. I think she's up to maybe fifth nationally in terms of points per game. Of course, you get this deep into the season, and those uh, those averages don't change. Very much, but uh, she's one of the best scorers in the country, no doubt. 
and I'm very, very glad that she is in an A-State jersey. Uh, let's step aside. We've got one more break to take today. We're going to do that and return right after this to wrap up today's Workday Red Zone on the ticket. Nobody crunches the numbers like Kara. Take that for data. The Workday Red Zone on the Ticket Radio Network. The clock is ticking. Valentine's Day is just around the corner. And if you want to stay out of the doghouse, Posey Peddler has got your back. Don't be a last-minute Cupid. Head over to PoseyPeddler.com right now and explore their stunning collection of Valentine's Day arrangements. Whether it's roses that speak the language of love or a custom bouquet that says it all, Posey Peddler has the perfect bloom for your special someone. Worried about making the right choice? No problem. Posey Peddler's experts are here to help. Just stop by their location at 135 Southwest drive in Jonesboro or give them a call. Let their skilled florist guide you to the arrangement that will sweep your special someone off their feet. This Valentine's Day, do it right with Posey Peddler. They're not just selling flowers, they're crafting moments that will be remembered forever. Time is running out, so don't wait. Order online at PoseyPeddler.com or visit them at 135 Southwest Drive in Jonesboro. Let Posey Peddler be your Cupid, making this Valentine's Day unforgettable. Posey Peddler, where love blossoms beautifully. DNW has combined forces with Posey Peddler to offer one of the best Valentine's Day specials to come to Northeast Arkansas. With any $1,000 purchase, receive a free $25 Posey Peddler gift card that includes both DNW Automotive and DNW Outdoors. That's right. Buy a set of 35-inch Nitto Mud Grapplers, receive a $25 gift card. Buy a Benelli Super Black Eagle 12-gauge wrapped in bottom lane camo, receive a $25 gift card. Fellas, been thinking about doing that lift on your truck but worried what she might say? Well, say you're sorry with a $25 gift card from the Posey Peddler. Ladies, wondering what to get your guy for Valentine's Day? How about a Traeger Timberline Grill and just keep the gift card for yourself? DNW is your Valentine's Day superstore with gifts that will make smiles happen all year round. If you can't find a Valentine's Day gift for your significant other here, well, you're probably just not going to find it. Come by 1711 East Parker Road, check us out on Facebook, or find us at dnwtruckaccessories.com or dnwoutdoors.com. At First National Bank, our mortgage lending team knows what it takes to make a home and a superior home loan process. Simple, proven, and reliable service with competitive rates at a bank that already feels like home. Since 1889, that's been the First National Bank way because for our people, this is home. Apply online at fnbank.net slash mortgage. From our family to yours, welcome home. First National Bank. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Hey, Red Wolves fans. D&D Advertising has the new 2024 baseball schedules ready for pickup at these fine businesses. Williams Slaughtering and Processing. J&K Lawn and Tree. Gibson's Pharmacy. Premium Auto Repair and Customizing. Starks Auto Service. Renew Mental Health and Wellness. TRG Recycling Metal. Saul's Enterprises Incorporated Cleaning. McNally's Asphalt Services. ASEF Construction Education. First Choice Home Care. Whitehurst Heating and Air. H2O Plumbing. Sullivan's Dumpster. Cliff's Black Iron and Trading. Mid-South Bearing. Star Car Wash. Jonesboro Roofing. Scalawags Grooming and Boarding. And Lindsay Ivy Real Estate. Please patronize these fine businesses as they're an asset to the community. D&D Advertising Enterprises is not licensed, affiliated with, or endorsed by any university, sports institution, or program unless specifically stated in writing. No proceeds from any of the funds collected for your ad will be given to any educational institution or sports team. We are not responsible for any schedule changes made after printing. George Kell Ford, where every day is a new opportunity to find your dream vehicle. 
We have a large selection of vehicles in stock for work, play, or travel. Find the power and capability you need all in one stylish package. Just in time for a new day. You've already mailed it in at work today, so you might as well keep it right here. Back to the Workday Red Zone. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone, the home stretch on today's show, asking you one more time, what grade do you give at yesterday's Super Bowl? Not just the game itself, but the entire spectacle, the halftime show, commercials. And yeah, the game too, of course, that certainly factors in. That question brought to you by our friends at KavanaughCars.com. Maybe you uh, had a really, really good day yesterday playing some squares. Or on one of your apps and uh, you have a little bit of extra income if that's the case. Head to CavanaughCars.com to start the search for the next new or new to you vehicle. It's every single vehicle under the Kavanaugh umbrella. So it's not just Kavanaugh Kia or Kavanaugh Hyundai or Kavanaugh Ford. It's it's every <laughs> vehicle in a Kavanaugh lot. And uh, you can search right there at KavanaughCars.com. Then also use all of the other online tools to be able to drive away in that vehicle. You know, get your trade-in uh, evaluated. Get uh, pre-approved for your financing. Calculate your payments. It's all right there for you. A one-stop shop. Now, uh, hopefully, hopefully, you know, you had, a, you had a good day yesterday. I'll pat myself on the back. I want a couple of quarters of squares. So, you know, that was nice for sure. But it was a really rough Sunday for one better at Caesars Sportsbook in Michigan who lost $1.3 million on just three bets. Now, first off, I'm guessing if you're able to put down that much money, you got it to spare. But that is uh, what this person did. Not really sure how you can be down six figures before a game even begins, but that's what this person did because they bet $100,000 on the coin toss, which clearly, tails never fails, is sometimes a lie. Uh, It was heads to start last night's game. Then bet a million dollars, an even million, on the Niners to win the game and then uh, $200,000 on Brock Purdy to win MVP, of course, as we know. Neither one of those happened. Although I think Purdy uh, certainly would have had a great chance at MVP honors if if the Niners had managed to hold on. But of course, clearly they did not. And yikes! Yeah, feeling pretty good. Feeling pretty good about my uh, couple quarters of squares after <laughs> reading about somebody who lost one point three million dollars on just on just three bets. Did anybody watch the Nickelodeon broadcast? Last night, those of you with with young kids, because I've kind of just seen clips and memes of the broadcast, and it looks it looks kind of wild. Uh, I guess when you have SpongeBob and Dora the Explorer breaking down the game, <laughs> that it's probably going to get a little bit goofy. But I guess, uh, I, I don't know. I, I'm just curious if anybody saw Christian McCaffrey getting roasted from Patrick Starr and SpongeBob. There's a lot of slime involved. 
There are some very interesting uh, officiating descriptions, including Dora the Explorer explaining holding penalties and <laughs> being uh, being the rules expert for the Nickelodeon broadcast. A lot of slime. I don't know. Anyways, it's it's an interesting concept. It seems it's it's interesting that the NFL is paired with Nickelodeon for that for that broadcast. It seems like it is well regarded in the sense uh, for what it is. You know what I mean? But uh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to be watching that one anytime soon. I was I was all right with uh, with watching Tony Romo and Jim Nance do their thing. I thought the broadcast in that aspect was overall good. Sometimes sometimes Romo can get a little too excited and come across as almost unhinged, but he dialed that back just a little bit last night. And again, just overall overall good. I think at the end of the day, I give the overall event. An A plus. The game, very good. The halftime show, very good. The menu at the place I was watching the game and the company, very good. And again, I didn't get to see all of the commercials because it was kind of loud, but I'll, I'll watch. I'll watch some of the the ones people have been raving about because why not? Coming up tomorrow on the Workday Red Zone. Let's see, it's Tuesday, so I would imagine. That we'll talk with Voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz, and we'll see what else we get into between now and then. But uh, that's a wrap on today's Workday Red Zone. Thanks for hanging out with us. Keep it, keep it here. Dan Patrick is on the way next, followed by The Drive with Kate and Wes at 3 o'clock. I know Kate is set up at the Grand Slam Banquet. Should be some good guests coming up on his program coming up later. Have it here in the morning for the front row with Bud and Randy at 7 RWRC Radio with JC comes your way at 10. We'll return tomorrow at noon for more of the Workday Red Zone. So for Ryan, I'm Kara. Thanks for hanging out. Can't wait to talk to you then. Have a great, great day.